Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team who just couldn't make it four wins on the bounce against West Ham this weekend. And later in the show, Frankie brings me his piping hot spicy question all the way from Australia. But before we get to that, I should introduce Frankie himself. How have you been? I hear you've been rambling to yourself over the last two episodes, Frankie. I have, George. I missed you so much. Um, <laughs> I really did. I, I got some lovely reviews for it, mostly from my mom saying I was just about bearable. So yeah. thank you for that, mom. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not too bad here. It's actually Tuesday morning where I am and, and it's Monday night where you are. So um, it is. We've gone we've gone global. We've taken all villa no filler to all corners of the earth where it where it belongs. We have the uh, the illustrious All Villa No Filler podcast is now <laughs> a global juggernaut. It's like you're some Christian. You're like a Christian preacher, you know, like traveling, yep. spreading the gospel of All Villa No Filler. Yeah, give it a thousand years, and people will, will be worshiping at the altar of Frankie and George. Um, <laughs> there, <laughs> there will be stories told of our message being spread. Uh, across the world and uh yeah yes. i just have to say george that uh whatever you do don't make it to tuesday and then my video just cuts out and you never <laughs> find out what it is that happens on tuesday that you cannot i i was i i was anticipating some sort of like horrible eurovision style lag where yeah. you know you're kind of like um you know like, like it's greetings from australia and uh you don't hear my response for about 15 seconds and it's just yeah. it's just an awful show where we're just talking over each other i mean we kind of do that anyway but just it's more much more noticeable uh and that is zero points to the u to you to, to, to uk <laughs> britain again nil point <laughs> i almost forgot australia also in eurovision aren't they? yeah they compete yeah. now yeah, they, they love it over here. It's just, for some reason, Eurovis has just really caught on over in this country. And... I tell you what, I mean, just you know, if the podcast doesn't work out. Maybe we can both we can both compete. Maybe for Australia one day. I think so. Nice. I think so. I think we've got that kind of camaraderie to be. Uh, yeah. Remember, was there a, was there a, a band who like two blokes who are in their thirties on X Factor once called like Journey South or something? I think so. <laughs> like, yeah. Two acoustic guitar like playing really drippy acoustic songs. That could be us. <laughs> So sort of, I was thinking more sort of Father Ted style. Yeah. But, um, but... My lovely horse. Running, <laughs> lovely horse yeah. running around the field. Where are you going with your fetlocks blowing in the wind? <laughs> I want to shower you with sugar lumps and take you to the horse dentist. I know the lyrics. <laughs> I think I think it's a, it's it's a it's potentially an option for us, Frankie. I think I think we're not we're not over the hill just yet. I don't not just yet. I but... think we're on the brink. Maybe I am. I, well, possibly. We were talking about this before, weren't we? Where, where you've reached a stage in your in your. If you were a footballer, Frankie, you would be mm. definitely on, on your coaching badges right now, wouldn't you? Coaching badges, managing Derby County, or at like LA Galaxy. If I've just about maintained <laughs> my fitness, uh, yeah, one of the three. Yeah, one of the three, or, or somewhere in the somewhere in the Middle East, perhaps. I don't know. In the Qatari yeah. Super League, maybe. <laughs> who knows? Um, but um, but yeah, we're not we're not we're not talking about singing or Eurovision just yet. We're going to talk about uh, Aston Villa, the, the greatest team on earth, of course. Um, mm. Didn't necessarily show it uh, against West Ham. It finished West Ham two, Villa one. Uh, Frankie, what did you make of it all the way in Australia? 
Well, I'll tell you what, on the back of three wins in a row in which we haven't been able to communicate uh, on the podcast, I know. It, it's a, it, that was fantastic. But yeah, the West Ham game, you know, like sometimes with losses, you're like, like with the Watford and Newcastle games, you come away from it and you're thinking like, well, where do we go from here? You know, like, mm. uh, goodness me, are we are we going to get sucked into the relegation battle? But, you know, the back of the West Ham game, sometimes you just kind of have to accept that a team might just be slightly better than you are. And on the day, I thought it was extremely level. If you look at the statistics in the first half, it was really level. You, you, I wouldn't say either side created much in the first half. But then second half was where it kind of opened up a bit more. And it's kind of disappointing we couldn't take advantage of the fact that they didn't have Bowen. And then Antonio and Cresswell both went off as well. So that's three mm. key players. But you have to say fair yeah. play to Yarmolenko because it was an absolutely brilliant goal. Um, sometimes just players score great goals against you, and there's not you know you can analyze it all you want, but that, that they just do. And I thought he, uh, you know, is a great moment for him considering everything that's happening in Ukraine, um, the absolutely tragic circumstances there. So you know, look, you never want to see people score against Villa, but you know, on this occasion, I think you can give him. You know, it was a it was a, a lovely moment for him. Um, and then the second goal was probably more disappointing. You know, it looked like a mix up between McGinn and Bailey, and you know, Declan mm. Rice. Get winning that ball, getting past McGinn on the counter attack and a good good counter attacking goal. But it was all Rice really. He was absolutely brilliant in in the game. We've spoken about it a million times, literally for about the last year about physicality. Yeah. About and we've mentioned the names Suchek and Rice as actual perfect examples of the type of player we don't have. Um, and yeah, you could argue that physically we got a little bit overwhelmed, and perhaps that's happened a few times now with Villa. Um, I, I mean, if the Ings got goal goes, Ings shot goes in. It was a great save for Fabianski. Maybe it's a different mm-hmm. game. Um, so you know, it was it was a game of moments. I think, and they just had the moments go in. I think, yes, you could argue physicality wise, they probably had someone like Rice in the middle that we didn't have um, to assert themselves a bit more. Um, but you know, it was a good fight to the end. Jacob Ramsey, fantastic goal. Buendia did well when he came on. Um, but you know, I've seen people criticizing the substitutions. I'm not so sure about that. I think he had to change it up somehow. But uh, what did you think of the subs and the game as a whole? Well, starting with the subs, um, I yeah, I completely disagree. For those who say that we made the wrong subs or, or Gerard uh, changed tactics incorrectly. I think we had to do something. Um, I, I thought the, the game really wasn't one for the neutrals, was it? I mean, it, it wasn't no, It no. wasn't one for, for, for Harden Villa fans, to be honest. I thought the first half in particular was, was pretty dull stuff. Um, yeah. The ball just kind of getting bogged down in midfield quite a lot. Um, mm. As you say, it was, it was very level and not many chances for either side over the course of the entire game, uh, really. Um, there wasn't really anyone that particularly stood out um, for, for either side, in, in, in my opinion. Um, but with 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 the subs, you know, obviously Buendia set up the the four for for Ramsey. Some some brilliant work actually inside the box from him. Um, and and you know, with 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 Bailey, you know, he he sh- he showed glimpses of what he's capable of. You know, that that pace, that trickery um, that that can be a danger to teams. But just you just got to bear in mind, you know. He's he's been he's been out of action for the vast majority of the season. Mm. So coming back from quite a serious injury, um, you know, you need time to build up relationships with players on the pitch, and he just hasn't had that. And that's just, I think, something that we've just got to have to um, uh, accept. Really, sometimes there will be that lack of communication, and unfortunately, 
uh, in this situation that led to a goal for West Ham, but that won't happen in every every situation. Um, mm. We talk about the strength in depth that we've lacked for so many years, and, and, and to look at our bench against West Ham, you've got the likes of you know, Chukwemeka and Bailey and uh, and uh, Concer on the bench now, and um, yeah. and Wendia. You know, that's, that's it's a it's a really strong Sanson. You know, it's a really it's probably our strongest bench that we've had for a long, long time. So, you know, we, you've got to embrace that. What 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 choice do we have? Do we do we not play the, the talented subs that we have? Mm. I just don't think that's really an option. Um, I think uh, I probably, and hindsight is a wonderful thing, might have changed the squad slightly from the win against uh, Leeds. Yeah. yeah, it was Leeds, wasn't it? Um, you know, looking back over that game, it seemed relatively straightforward, but, but, no game, that it sounds cliche, but no game in the Premier League is easy and Leeds do make teams work hard. They do. Um, and and it was a quick turnaround Thursday to Sunday. So I thought maybe one or two changes could have been made to the starting lineup. I thought maybe Sanson instead of Ramsey. To begin with, I know Ramsey scored his goal, which was great, but I, th- I thought maybe that could have been an area that could have been tweaked slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, all credit to, to, to West Ham, you know, that they are under Moyes, they are brilliant, well-drilled, yeah, excellent defensive sides. You know, you can you can you can see it. They just drop back into those banks. They've got they've got big, strong defenders. Um, obviously, Antonio is is, a, is an excellent target man for them. Good outlet, great finisher. Um, you know, he's, he's turned into a brilliant striker for them. Does so much off the ball as well. And um, and yeah, they're, they're a difficult team to play against. There's lots of teams that will go to West Ham and 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 not beat them struggle to beat them yeah. um and we were just we were just one of them and, and i think for me it was more the, the tight turnaround the quick turnaround between games that probably cost us hmm. uh we've got a bit of a rest now until the arsenal game so hopefully that will benefit us um and we just move on as you say there, there were games i looked at and i thought crikey we could be in trouble here the watford i think particularly the watford game for me yeah where, where it sort of left so many unanswered questions in terms of where do we go moving forward and who do we bring in and how do we change this and then, lo and behold, we go on and, and go on a bit of a bit of a winning streak, and, and everything's <laughs> rosy in the garden again. So, it's uh, it's just the nature of the season. We, we've said countless times it's a roller coaster, isn't it? Um, mm. Ups and downs, and and and, and here we are again. Um, and um, yeah, we'll kind of see how Gerard decides to tweak things uh, uh, for the Arsenal game now. Um, and and just a final point, really, on Yarmolenko. Uh, there's not many goal scorers that will score against us that I genuinely will almost applaud <laughs> the goal yeah. going in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um but for for him to experience what he's experienced and obviously his whole country, you know, I, I heard Stuart Pierce on Talk Sport saying that he had to get his wife out of of Ukraine and what an awful situation that must have been to try right. and arrange to get family members out of that war-torn country. Um dealing with all that, also trying to manage training and yeah. And uh, and and getting to that kind of elite level of of Premier League footballer, it's, it's hard. He's not had many minutes either, really, for West Ham. Mm. So for him to score when he did, you know, I I just sort of take my hat off to him and just say, you know, what a what a moment that was, really, in the course of the season. And we'll look back in in, in years gone by over those photos and that, those images and just think, you know, what a, what a moment in the Premier League to see to see him score, given everything that's happened to him in this country. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And it was a genuinely really excellent goal as well. Yeah. <laughs> Such a finish. And, and he, has, he has that ability. I think it's one yeah, of those things, does. it's just the unfortunate thing about Yamalenko is that at West Ham, it hasn't really quite worked out for him. Hmm. But, you know, when he moved, he was linked with some some massive clubs, you know, uh, and 
he's a he's a talent and mm. and I think he's probably idolized in Ukraine isn't he he's he's he's, he's won to know numerous caps for them he's he's you know a yeah. key player for them so he's he's a talented player and he and he showed that yeah yeah absolutely um you know ultimately um we're 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 probably a year behind where West Ham are in their development just because they've had longer in the Premier League than we have now um they've had longer to build um and uh Declan Rice is a bit of a talismanic player in the middle for them in a not too dissimilar way to uh, JG last season was for us. Um, I do wonder how West Ham will cope if he ever moves on. Um, I'm, not, you know, I'm not saying I'm not wanting to the players to leave teams like West Ham are going to go to you know these Super League clubs or whatever. Um, but you know, at some point that might be a reality for them. Um, yeah, I, I think we, there's definitely things that we can take from the game that Gerard said after it, you know, he talked about the physical element of it. So maybe it's given him a sense of what he wants to target in the summer. And as you said, like playing between West Ham's lines is very difficult. They're very well set up. And probably the way to hurt them is like quick interchanges. Um, crossing into the box maybe isn't the best way, but if you are to cross into the box, it's low and hard rather than in the air maybe is the best route to take. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, ultimately, you know, considering what they did to us last time at Villa Park, the 4-1, um, where we were just dominated, looked really weak. I think this game, um, there were a lot of things to take from it where I thought, okay, not a perfect display, obviously, and there's, we could be better, but, you know, we look, we were far more competitive and uh, we could we could have won on another day, um, particularly if that Ings chance goes in um, and maybe it's a different game after that. But, um, yeah, plenty to learn from. We'll keep getting better. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. This spicy question comes all the way from a land down under where the bearders flow and the men chunder, as men at work once said. So this question is covered in Vegemite, a Vegemite sandwich of a spicy question, if you will. It's here where we cover the controversial topics and get the creative juices flowing. Today, George, I'm asking you. It's been reported that contract talks with Carney Chukwameka have broken down again. He appears to be waiting until the end of the season to make a decision on what to do at Villa. What do you reckon, George? Do we cut our losses and sell? As we've said many times, uh, many times on the show, uh, I, I rate Carney Chukwameka. I think I think he's a, an excellent talent, and I think if he stays with us, he's got a brilliant chance of, of breaking into the into the team properly next season. I think he's made, I think he's eight eight appearances off the bench now uh, yeah. since Gerrard's taken over so yeah. he certainly played more games under Gerard than he did under Smith so if he doesn't think he has a future under the current regime then I don't know where he's getting his advice from um yeah. I think clearly clearly Gerard sees him as a talent he's he said as much you know he, he's, he's commented quite uh bluntly that he wants him to sign a new contract and extend and, and kind of reward him for for what he's seen, I guess, in, in both both in training and on on the pitch. Um, but something is going on there, and I don't profess to know what's happening behind the scenes, who is advising him, or, or what he personally believes. But he clearly isn't yet convinced that uh, his future lies 
uh, at Villa Park. And, you know, there's, there's only so much support that I think fans can kind of give players like that. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've, we've brought him into the youth team. We've given him that support. We've, you know, he's got his youth contract. We've, um, we've, we've, we've developed him. You know, he was one of the, the players that won the FA Youth Cup last season. Um, you know, he's, he's had success on the pitch with Villa at, in his age range. Uh, and he is getting game time. I mean, let's mm. not forget, you know, he's he's got the likes of, you know, McGinn, Luis, R- Ramsey, who's, who's you know, should be a, should be a, an example to him, really, yeah. ahead, currently ahead of him. But but he, he should be a model of where youth players fit in to our, to our team. I think Gerard clearly is quite keen for us to mould youth with, with the experience of, of signings into, into this, into this Villa setup. Mm. Um, so it is, it is frustrating. And, and look, we've got plenty of young talent at the moment. We've said again, numerous times that this is possibly the most exciting crop of youngsters that we've had at Villa Park for ever. a generation, certainly as long as I can, I can remember. Best ever. I think. Um, yeah, I think best ever. I mean, even, even even if you go back to the Stefan and Luke Moore days, you know, very few of those players actually went on to have certainly careers with with Villa. Yeah. But but you know, long term successful careers generally on the football pitch. Whereas this current group, I think, even if they don't stay at Villa, can certainly there's there'll be a lot of them that will playing you know, Championship level, Premier League level one yeah, day, maybe definitely. at decent leagues abroad. I can I can totally see that happening. You know, ideally you want to keep as many as you can for as long as you can, but I granted you know, that's just that's just not feasible. Um, so I'm kind of sort of less inclined to to sort of chase this one because I know there are others in that bracket that that do want to play for Villa, that do want to commit to the club, that do want to forge a career at Villa Park. Um, you know, I, as I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know his his own opinions. I don't know what he's like as a as a as a person, as a personality. Again, you kind of worries. Is that sort potentially if, if if he's if he's being slightly disruptive? Again, I'm only I'm only playing I'm playing devil's, devil's advocate here. But if he is, is is that the sort of player that you want to keep at the club necessarily? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he's 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 what 18, 19, He's he's a kid. Sometimes I think I think when you're that age, you're probably getting a lot of bad advice. And um, and uh, yeah, he, he, he I think to be honest, he's probably already already made his mind up and. If he hasn't committed already, I think we probably won't see him beyond this year, which is a shame. But for me personally, I'd be leaning towards the at this stage, probably probably get rid and, and move on with players that do want to stay here. Yeah, it's a very tricky situation. You, obviously, there has to be agent um, input going on here. Um, you know, I think the reasoning they gave for the contract delay a few months ago was, uh, you know, wanted to make sure he was getting game time. But the fact of the matter is he's had game time. He's had far more than Ramsey had at that age. I think Ramsey was on loan. Yeah. He hasn't been loaned, so that clearly shows you what Villa think of him, considering that all those other youth players from the cup-winning team last season have gone on loan pretty much. Um, but they wanted to keep him. Uh, he has had a lot more game time than any most people of his age would get. This, Villa have said they have a clear roadmap for him. They've shown him the roadmap. Steven Gerrard clearly wants to keep him. Uh, and it, his Gerard's response to it the other day when asked about it was quite curt and blunt and to the point, you know, it's all on Carney now. Um, you know, if he wants to leave, it's the end of the season. Um, I mean, you could argue someone like Emil Smith-Rowe did the same at Arsenal. Um, and, 
you know there may be other factors i don't know finances or whatever that they want they want to hold out for fine um i i would love him to stay i think he's an amazing talent and i think that he um would really cut i think villa would be the perfect club for him to realize those talents as jacob ramsey and jack Grealish in recent time have shown um you know if they're holding out to go to one of the bigger clubs there's no guarantees that you're going to get much game time there um and if you're holding out for a move to europe you know, like Borussia Dortmund or something like that. All right, fair enough. It's worked out for some players, but oh, to be honest, I, I just think Villa's a better bet at the moment. I don't see why not stick it out there. They're giving you game time. You're going to get more game time, clearly. They have a roadmap. They clearly care about what, your progress. So um, mm. I, I I think that it's hard to argue against sticking with Villa. Um, so ultimately, uh, yeah, I hope he stays. It's, for me, for me it's, it's baffling. For, for me, for yeah. me, it's baffling. I don't, I don't, I can't think of any other team in the Premier League that's giving more opportunities and has a more exciting youth team, maybe outside the top six, than than Villa. Um, mm. You know, you've got the likes of Tim Robinham, who's who's making appearances off the bench as well. Villa yeah. um, uh, Pedes in recent times as well. Yeah, you've got you've got O'Reilly, who's just signed a new contract today. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we're, we're giving we're giving youth as much chance as we've ever given. Uh, youngsters yeah and you know if if, if i'm if, if i'm a chocolate maker if it was me i'd be looking around thinking there's a real buzz here villa or a club on the up they're making really mm. exciting signings i mean he, he's training alongside philippe coutinho mm. uh you know if, if you don't want to commit to villa now you'll never, <laughs> you'll never want to commit to villa yeah so so that that's, that's that is a problem for me personally yeah yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm willing to forgive him if, you know, in the sense that, you know, he's such a young guy and there's yes. so many external yeah. pressures that we never have to experience that, that he's going through at this age and maybe in, in time he'll look back on it and go, oh, I wish I'd known this at the time and Villa maybe mm. was the right option. And I think just looking at it very in a very rational way, even, even trying to be like, take away my Villa support, I think sticking with Villa would be his best decision. You know, and just look at the example of Bobby Duncan at Liverpool. You know, um, mm. you know, I think he's more talented than Duncan, clearly. But uh, you know, Duncan listened to the, clearly had a there was a plan for him at Liverpool. He got impatient, went to Fiorentina, and it all just went pear shaped for him. And he just seems to be nowhere now. And that was that was having the wrong agent. Um, so I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying. Uh, well, I, 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 I wonder whether Chukwemeka is looking at the Jaden Sancho model. You know where, where yeah. but yet might has he has eyes of, of as maybe playing abroad and Jude Bellingham. He, he well, probably yeah. thinks that he yeah and Jude Bellingham yeah exactly he probably thinks you know it, it, okay I won't get into the Premier, Premier League side now yeah but if I if I go abroad and I play week in week out with a top level uh, European side mm-hmm. then that's my that's my you know ticket via that route to a yeah. to a elite level Premier League side. I think you'll yeah. get. I think if you. I think if you signed on, you'd get loads of starts next season. I'm sure of it. You'd see Ramsey and Chukwemeka playing together next year uh, from, from yeah. start. I'm sure of it. But yeah, ultimately, you know, it's it's, it's his decision. Um, I, I hope he sticks around. But in the end, if we have to sell, so be it. We have loads and loads of great young players coming through. Um, next season, I'd probably look out for Kessler Hayden as someone who we might see quite a lot mm, of yeah, on the pitch. Definitely. And maybe, you know, O'Reilly or... Um, you know, Louis Barry, various talents. So, um, yeah, onward and upward for the U team and uh, for the Villa.
That was the spicy question, and both George and I would love Carney Chokwameka to stay at the Villa, but if he wants to go, then so be it. We have plenty of quality young players coming through. If you have an opinion on that, you can get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, or you can email us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com. Right, let's look ahead to Villa's next game. Now it's Arsenal at home on Saturday. We won three in a row against them not too long ago. Frankie, can we win again? Arsenal are in excellent form. <laughs> yeah, they are. Five wins in a row. Like when Bill Goldberg in WCW <laughs> Wrestling used to just beat everyone and you were asking who's next. Do you remember that when he used to just walk out and beat I, up like little guys who were dressed in little like swimming trunks and he just destroyed them? Yeah. They, they've they've become they've become quite the quite the the, the prospect, haven't they? Uh, yeah. In recent weeks, um, so it does make me slightly anxious. But listen, records and win you know win, winning runs are there to be ended. And yes. Finished, so as Liverpool will likely do to them on Wednesday because they are playing Liverpool <laughs> on Wednesday yeah. uh, at the Emirates, I think. So that'll be an amazing game to be honest. You know, Liverpool going for the mm. title and Arsenal in such good form. Um, but you look, look, I don't think we're one of them swimming trunk wearing losers from WCW wrestling who are just going to get <laughs> trounced. I think actually this will be a really, really good test for Arsenal and actually a really good game for the neutrals. Um, I think they're two very good sides now, Arsenal and Villa, um, both confident. Um, all the Arsenal fans I've spoken to, believe it or not, George, I actually have non-Villa fan supporting friends. The fact that I even have friends is probably surprising enough, I suppose. Um, but they've all separately said to me there's a different vibe at the Emirates this season. Um, there's positive that they haven't felt for a long time and that's interesting to hear from all of them and fair play to them for sticking with Mikel Arteta um, you know uh, he looks like he's going to probably get them back into the top four after I think five years I mean five years yeah. ago I was a wildly unsuccessful guy without a podcast. Now I'm a wildly unsuccessful guy with a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So, look, just looking at Arsenal, they're, they're bang at it. As Graeme Sunas would say, they're bang at it. The wide men, Saka and Martinelli, have been quality and they're pressing and moving. Uh, moving. Um, I think their key man right now, for me, is Martin Odegaard. I think he's really good at getting mm. between the lines, creating and linking up play. But Thomas Partey is also a really assertive presence in midfield. He's the kind of player I think that we presently probably lack. Um, it could be a difference maker, if I'm honest, kind of how Declan Rice was for West Ham. That's an area where I fear we might struggle to compete. Um, but we'll, we'll probably just wait and see. They were excellent against uh, Leicester. 21 shots, 8 on target. Absolutely dominated them. Um, and Partey and Xhaka on Coutinho. That could be a problem area for us, I think, if they're able to take him out of the game. Um, and I think, honestly, we might just miss Nakamba for this game. Somebody who could stick close to Odegaard and stop him playing. I think he might be better in that destroyer role than Douglas Ruiz might be. But we'll have to just see. You never know. Um, somebody else as well. It's going to be hard work for Ramsey and McGinn. Lots of running to cover uh, those wide players um, and with the fullbacks. And uh, how does Ashley Young deal with uh, Bakaya Saka if Luca Dina is out? But that all sounds a bit cynical, doesn't it? That all sounds a little bit cynical, but I've still got some things to be positive about. They've conceded a fair few goals recently, two away at Watford, 
Wolves and Brentford have also scored against them at the Emirates recently. Um, plus, most of their recent wins have come at home. Um, plus, they've also got that Liverpool game on Wednesday. So, I'd back the Wings partnership if that's what we're going to see next week to cause them problems with their defence, uh, with their movement and their pressing. Um, so, yeah, I think we can get at them. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic that we can cause Arsenal more problems than most teams have recently. But what do you say, George? Yeah, um, I mean, we, I mentioned at the at the start of this section that uh, we we had a relatively good recent run over them, um, but then but then the most immediate games that we played them, we we have we have struggled. So I, I think I think Arteta's done a done a good job um, with 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 getting them playing in the way that he wants them to play now. You know, there's so many Arsenal fans. I mean, don't forget the start of the season they were rock bottom of the table and Arsenal fans were screaming on, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Arsenal fan TV for him to get out of the club as soon as possible. <laughs> they scream um, when they win on there as well. Right? They, I know, yeah. They're, 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 you know, they're a sensible bunch uh, on that channel. I mean, again, Arteta's example is you've got to give managers time. I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal didn't want to be a club. No club wants to be a club that that is chopping and changing managers every couple of seasons. And Arsenal were at risk of becoming that. I mean, clearly they saw in Arteta a man with uh, lots of potential, um, and with potential you have to you have to stick with them. You have to kind of you know give them that time. And there are periods where it's going to hurt, <laughs> as as Arsenal have found out. But you know uh, they've 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 done the right thing and and hung on to him. He he just seems to have a much more settled side now. You know, he's got the keeper he wants in Ramsdale. He's got centre-back partnership he wants in White and Gabriel. As you said, yeah. you know, the, the kind of two linchpin midfielders of, of, of Partey and, and, and Xhaka seem to be doing doing well and keeping everything kind of nicely glued together. And then with the kind of the, the skill and, and pace and uh, sort of trickery of the likes of Saka and, and Odegaard and Martinelli, if they've got you know a really nicely balanced side that yeah i think i think we'll we'll finish in the top four this season i mean when it comes to us against them um you know i'm i'm a little bit anxious about uh about um Lugadine and his hamstring i think mm. uh, that was the injury that he picked up you know it looks pretty unlikely to play so that that's an issue there um you know how will young handle Saka? <laughs> a little bit concerned about that uh, yeah. that uh, um, combination, to be honest with you. But um, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe Gerard might decide in another in another change of formation to kind of deal with uh, deal with the threats that Arsenal pose. I'm not mm. sure. We're at home, which is obviously an advantage for us, um, and we do have a strong squad. You know that this is what we were saying. What I was saying earlier, we, we have got the option to rotate and change and. And bring in players, uh, and just and just kind of see how they perform. Um, so you know, why not? I would like to see a few more changes. Um, I mean, maybe Conte comes back in. I'm not saying that Chambers has done anything wrong, but you know, Conte and Mings are a much more uh, comfortable partnership. They probably know each other's strengths and weaknesses far more than than Chambers and, and Mings, perhaps. Um, so that could be that could be an area of change. And yeah, maybe Sanson might start uh, again. I don't know, but but I am a little bit anxious. I'll be honest, Frankie. I think I think Arsenal might be a little bit too strong for us, regardless of the the result against Liverpool, because that's a bit of a free hit, really. Yeah. Liverpool and Man City are essentially in a league of their own. Um, so uh, so even if they lose that one, I don't think I'm going to dent confidence uh, in the Arsenal squad too much. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of a wild card decision from uh, Gerard. You know, we talked about, I mentioned Marvellous Nakamba earlier. You know, what, what if he's tempted to put Callum Chambers up in CDM as a bit more mm. of a destroyer role uh, and then bring Conta back in? Um, and then if we wanted to take the game a bit more to Arsenal, you know, later in the game or second half, we could maybe bring Douglas Louise on then. Um, uh, but also, you know, yeah, that that side with Ashley Young does slightly make me nervous. Just that Saka's obviously so good, uh, very mm-hmm. quick. And then you've got Cedric as well will be pushing forward. And on the other side, Tierney pushing forward with Martin, well, yeah. Martinelli or whoever it is. So it's going to be a long day, I think, for Ramsey and McGinn covering that um, tough day. Uh, they're, they're, they just seem to have worked it out, whatever it is they are now, I think, Arsenal. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think I'm still kind of cautiously optimistic. Maybe we'll approach the game quite conservatively in the way we did against Southampton and let them have more of the game in the sense we played a bit like an away team in that game, hit them on the counter. So maybe, you know, if, if we sort of win tackles and then get a, a ball forward really quickly into the feet of Ollie Watkins who's moved out wide or Danny Ings has moved out wide and get a bit of movement that way and counter-attack, maybe that's the way it's hurt them because, you know, as well, Granite Xhaka, you never know, he, he does do Xhaka things and gets silly yeah. bookings and silly reds now and again. So, um, there's, yeah, they're, they're, not, um, they're not like unbeatable or anything you know as I say Watford hurt them they, they beat them 3-2 recently Arsenal but you know Watford were able to hurt them at home you know I think we can do the same um, but yeah just uh, also <laughs> cautious about just how good they are how good their form is right now So if you were going to make a prediction Frankie what are you thinking at this stage? Uh, I think we'll score yeah I think Watkins will score uh, and I think I'm going to say two-two. I'm I'm being overly optimistic there. I think I, my my brain is telling me Arsenal win, but I'm going to say we do it two-two. How about okay. you? Um, I think yeah. I mean, you know, I think Arsenal Arsenal are looking pretty good, aren't they? And, and yeah. they've got some. They've got some great attacking. Prowess. I mean, Lacazette. We've been linked with Lacazette actually in the season because the contract's up, isn't it? So I mean, he's he'd be an interesting prospect for us next season. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think fortunately, I think defensively we might get a bit undone by that sort of guile that Arsenal have, and uh, I think it might be three-one to Arsenal. But I'm I'd be happily proved wrong. Mm. Um, what I would say is, you know, Villa, we're not the Villa of old, obviously. We're, we're, we're a very competitive Premier League team. So I genuinely go into most games now thinking we've got a chance here rather than, you know, a couple of seasons ago when I was thinking we are definitely, definitely going to get thumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so my, you know, my opinion has changed, but overall, but I do think Arsenal might just have a bit too much for us. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you later, Frankie. Catch you in a bit, George, up the villa. Up the villa, and it is goodbye from me. We'll be back to review that Arsenal game, but until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Super Aston Villa.